Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. It's fascinating to me where these past couple of years, where we've landed Mm. over the past couple of years. And as you said, you know, 2020 really did open Pandora's box. I mean, it's been coming, you know, you know, evolution and consciousness is never done overnight Mm. and we're never just blown open in a single day. Mm -hmm. It is always a gradual process, much more gradual than most people realize where this has just been a long time coming. Well, you literally just look back and you're like, I can't believe I'm here, but actually I don't feel like I jumped. Yeah. That's how it's a bit like growing up, right? Mm-hmm. As in, I'm not saying growing up spiritually, I'm saying growing up as a person. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you look at old pictures and you're like, I don't remember getting old. <laughs> Tell me right? about it. When you're in your 40s and 50s, it's so humbling. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's the same thing, right? It happens so gradually, we always don't realize it's happening, but we look back and we realize we've become different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hope we are. In some ways, you know, after the past couple of years, we kind of have come through to the other side of whatever hell on earth was for us yes the problem is is that there is destruction in its wake yes and it's pretty much what i was saying in the previous episode in europe like post world war ii what did the landscape look like right it was just completely torn apart yeah that's pretty much what a real cosmic and spiritual awakening does on a soul level yeah and that's what it also did on a global level and that's what we've been experiencing was just we were completely wiped out in one way but not physically because we're still in body well this is what i find interesting you know when you come out of your karma when you come out of your fear you come out of your ego you expect all the things in your world to look so different i know right but actually the, (laughs) the first stage of all of that is after one big fat nothing is really, you know, it's, it's we want to fill it up with things we know. Yeah. We want to, but at the same time, the things you know are separation. So, you know, being disappointed, you know, settling, you know, mm-hmm. sacrificing, you know, pain, you know, dis-ease, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. So at first, you're kind of going back and you're you're expecting what happened before to happen again. Yeah. And there is an adjustment period when you, until you realize that, oh no, I'm really done. Yes. I really am done. I really have found that internal barometer that I am fine, happy, good, uh, in bliss all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, at, I'm, you know. I'm, Aiming I'm, for I'm, fine. <laughs> just I know, saying. I know. But, you know, you just get there. You're like, okay, I'm all right. I'm fine. You mm-hmm. know, and I remember there were moments at times where I would be like crying to you about something really upset and be like, but I'm actually fine. And, you know, and that's, <laughs> but I'm okay. That's, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. And like, that's yeah. the goal, right? Yeah. But, What I realize is that we have this like, you know, in one way, personally, this idea that like the the, the HEA, the happy ever after, that our world's going to look totally different and sunshines and unicorns, or our world's going to look totally dystopian, apocalyptic Mm -hmm. um, on the other side when things change. But in my experience and the reality of it is that life doesn't look any different. We just see it with different eyes. Entirely. It's kind of funny, like when you think about like all those books and movies that would sort of project into the future, like by now we should have flying cars. It is always about the shift in perspective, not necessarily a shift in our physical reality. Because actually the shift in perspective does change everything. Because as we've been speaking about in pretty much every single season, 
And what we say at the beginning of each podcast is a change in perspective changes everything. And the reason for that is very simple. If, as we've been saying, the stories that you tell yourself are how you see the world, you then make choices from those stories, mm-hmm. right? Yep, listening. Which back up your beliefs. Mm-hmm. And those choices then reinforce the self-fulfilling prophecy that we're not good enough. That is hell on earth, effectively. Yeah. Once we change that perspective, once we feel And as you've said before, feeling is how we really believe it on our emotional body and how we truly, truly, it's about feeling. Yes, it does inform. Rather than just just thinking, once we Mm -hmm. feel we are good enough, Mm -hmm. therefore our perspective change, therefore our choices change, therefore the self-fulfilling prophecy changes. And we can't just will a new perspective. We cannot. It's all about, we can will ourselves to begin the process to come into that change. Yes. Right? Which is doing exactly what you said. But it's not something we can just sort of say, well, I get this. I can see, therefore, right? My yeah. mental body, my mind tells me I understand everything and that's, that is how it is. No, we really have to get to the root of that belief system that tells us that we're not good enough. And for me, in my experience, that was very much in my choices. Mm-hmm. So by allowing myself to make the choices that were best for me, in my opinion, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was able to reinforce to myself that I was able to make choices for myself. Mm-hmm. And that was the key to unlocking it. Because then from then on, I, I started to be able to see how I could take responsibility. I started to be able to see that my way wasn't the wrong way or the right way. It was just a way. What I could also end up doing was creating a life on my own terms that I actually liked. So for me, it really is like you can't will yourself into a new perspective at all, but you can choose your way there by choosing what makes sense for you. Through this process of the past few years, you could either sort of see it as your karmic healing or your whole adventure, as you term Mm -hmm. it. Is, like, is a bit like the hero's journey. If you look at traditional literature, there's many, many examples of the hero's journey and plenty of movies. Yeah, so if you're not into literature, you can look at any kind of movie and there's Basically your Basically any story, yeah. Mostly, right? Where there is the fall and then there's the redemption and there's the epiphany. But then you also look at other films and stories where, you know, one is traversing apocalypse or hell. But either journey is often begun with a sense of belief Mm. a sort of intention i will rescue the princess i will get water (laughs) i will conquer my fears right whatever it is i'm going to somehow be redeemed and it's that belief that we take into our journey that often gets obliterated by the very end what do you mean As you were describing, right? We start off the mission, I need to get water. I'm going to go rescue this person. I'm going to go save somebody. I'm going to go and figure out my shit. Either way, we are compelled by a particular intention. But by the end of that journey, we have burned out and destroyed that belief in the process because often it is driven by a sense of fear. 
No, that actually makes total sense to me. Sorry. Because I just had to understand it. Yeah. Because if you think about it, whilst you, I feel you said it in a slightly strange way. um, (laughs) As I often do. What I understand from it is, let's say you start this journey out because you want to find a partner. In doing this, you realize that actually the reasons why maybe you wanted a partner were based in 3D separation, that actually you were scared of being alone, that actually you were scared of being rejected, that actually you were scared of being abandoned. So you come out the end of it, you're like, hmm. I don't need a partner anymore. I'm good. Or it might be, you know, I want my dream job. I want lots of money, right? Whatever the reason is that we start this, it's always the carrot. Effectively, what you're saying is that as we go into this with a carrot, but we come out realizing we never needed the carrot in the first place because we are the carrot, effectively. Mm -hmm. Well, our divinity is effectively where where we come out. Exactly, which is that we can create whatever we want whenever we want it, in however shape or form is best suited for us. It's our personal empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess in the, and for me, I guess, and I guess maybe for everyone, in that place of I really want this or I'm doing it for this particular outcome, which as we've discussed in previous episodes, when we focus on one particular outcome in one particular way on one particular list, that actually is keeping us in lack rather than Mm -hmm. abundance. And it's actually keeping us out of our power rather than in it. Yes. In the place of that carrot, that one thing that we want, actually we have so much more Mm -hmm. than that. It's really important for people to understand that the past couple of years were the opportunity to really traverse that spectrum of fear and face all of the ways in which our fears not only manifest or surface and present Mm -hmm. themselves to us, right? All those phantom ways, which we can't all necessarily comprehend what's in the minds of everyone else and what they're carrying. But those fears feel so real to some. Oh, they were real to everyone when they're when they're. You know, there are some that are almost aware, like, or some who are mostly fearless, right? Or who Mm -hmm. might deny them or suppress them in such a way that they may not be fully realized. Okay. I mean, I'm one of those people. It's not like something that was always sort of in my face or sort of there for me to consider. It was just something that kept showing up in various ways, but not one that was always in the forefront of my mind. See, for me, it was always in the forefront of my mind because I was control freaking the whole thing. Yeah, and I was so like, I, I had to I had to think about every fear because I had to mitigate every single one. So I was and, always aware of them. And I did nothing happened that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, and I didn't. I just had superficial bullshit that I just kind of made up. Mm. If I wanted to, but otherwise yeah. I just ignore it. But this mm. was the sort of experience that no one could ignore anymore. So mm. you're take you've taken a very practical perspective, but yes, there is another way to look at it where people are carrying it in a very deep way. However you want to approach it, the carrot or the belief, effectively when that is gone, in place of that is what we have shared before is hope and denoing. And that is season one. Episode nine, I'm still proud of that one. Because who knew that that was ever going to, I mean, that still blows my mind that we got there so early on. Because it is such a fundamental part of what we share and teach. And that hope is effectively that we could make something out of the life that is left that we actually want. Yes. Rather than we've just settled for. Mm -hmm. And that knowing is, well, we will succeed because we're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you just know it on some level that like, I've done this now, so now I'm ready for the next thing. One chapter's done and the next one is ready to start. Exactly, because we've come here for this. We didn't come here to be defeated. I can't say this in any other way, apart from personally, in the sense that I started this whole workout with one thing in mind. 
Hmm. And it wasn't, it was basically just to know that I could be loved, right? Yeah. Not necessarily by someone specific or anyone. It was just, I felt so invisible. Hmm. And now I see myself and now I choose myself and now I'm with myself and I'm happy about it. It doesn't really matter what else comes because I know that I'm going to make choices that keep me there. Yeah. And I know that you were talking about like that peace vibration and things like that, but it just, for me, comes down to nothing and no one is worth sacrificing myself for again. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to compromise. I'm happy to share love, but I will never give away myself for anyone or anything again. And that's because I value not only my freedom, but I, I value myself enough that that's the case now. Yeah. And so, yeah, that might be a change in perspective. That might be a hero's journey it might be all those stuff and yes all the things I thought I wanted I now realize that I don't want them if they come at the expense of me Mm -hmm. but in their space is this idea that well I'm now strong enough I know myself enough to make different choices so I know those choices will be for my highest good everybody comes into consciousness in different ways for some it is scary as fuck others they're just you know it's ideal and they're just running towards it and it's everything that they ever wanted and shedding their own skin and their egos and Marie Kondoing their lives was just, that was fine. It doesn't mean, like what I said before, that 3D will cease to exist. I mean, every time I see spiritual influencers and teachers talk about oneness consciousness and 5D, it's like we're going to wake up one day and it's all going to be diff- different and harmonious and really match our vibration. And the reality is that it will not. No, it does not. No. I don't think I'll, I'll live to see a world of oneness. Oh, I think you will. I am hopeful that we will see enough of it, that it will inform our entire reality in a larger way. Okay. Even if That'd we're just nice. sort of seeing the early stages, that it will feel like progress was made, a significant mm-hmm. amount or enough where in, so that we could die in peace. <laughs> but separation will continue to exist and inform certain realities because there are people here to hold that space. Why though? Everybody needs to have an opportunity to enter oneness and it could just take some longer than others. It could also be because as we've spoken about before, earth is a very special place in the sense that you come here to play in all different forms of consciousness. So it is really, it is a place for 3D, right? So there will be people who are just going to continue to hold space for 3D for quite some time. So in order to enable oneness for everyone on this earth plane, it just required enough of us to come into enough consciousness. And I'm not even talking about higher consciousness. I just mean full consciousness, right? Full body consciousness. Which is emotional, physical, and mental. Yes. Yes. Which is enough for many people. That's a a lot of work to begin with. And that would enable or at least allow for the possibility of fifth dimensional oneness consciousness. We're there now, right? But it's just barely. We're still needing more and more people to come into it. But while they seem to be growing in consciousness, it's more like advanced self-awareness more than consciousness. So an advanced self-awareness is very much like, I kind of get who I am and what I'm doing here. And I sort of get where I fit into this, but I don't. And Mm. therefore, I'm still projecting a lot of my shit out there. It's a sort of unhealed space. Okay. 
at least in one body. And it's not necessarily unresolved karma. It's more um, of an ego thing. Okay. Yeah. Where I have not divested enough of my ego, I'm still separate from from what's going on. And I'm still judging. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Well, if you hold judgment, you have ego. Yeah. Simple as. When we can be in step with others is to understand Mm. that they're always doing the best they can. And normally it has nothing to do with you. Oh, almost never. It's just really when they're in the thick of their karma or their ego shit, it Mm. doesn't serve, as you said, for you to go and project, this is a better way, try this. Because they're Mm. only going to come into it when they're ready, when they've divested Mm. enough fear or Mm. they can wake up to the fact that maybe their fears Mm. are an unreality Mm. and that the reality can be different. Mm. But you're definitely spot on, I think, when you said we divest ourselves of our ego with compassion and compassion for ourselves. Light, I think, has a lot of connotations when you say love and light. You know, <laughs> it's not. Um, <laughs> I think I used to sign off some of my emails like everyone, 15 years I ago. Does, love and, and light. Hands, well, that was like a lot. hands emoji. But that was like years. That was like well over a decade ago. Back in my early years of practice, everything was love mm. and light. Sending you blessings. <laughs> so yeah. Sorry. Exactly. But actually, like, fear does not. As we've said many times before, the antidote to fear is trust, not Mm. light. No. Because actually what light does is it just illuminates the dark so we can see that it's bullshit. Yeah. You know, when we walk through our fears, we're we're still acknowledging that they're there, but then we actually turn out to realize that they were constructed by our perspectives, they were constructed by other things, and actually they were total bullshit. No, they were just illusions. And as we move through 2022 and 2023, we'll just be recognizing these illusions for what they really are more and more in order for more of the 3D framework to come down. And that's the bit that can really feel a bit post-apocalyptic because it's like, wow, there's really less of the reality that I know around Mm. me anymore. Mm. And that can just feel a bit destabilizing for some. I mean, some are like... nostalgic, right? Yeah. I think we've had those flickers of nostalgia the past few years as the 3D framework really began to come down. But more and more, as less of the familiar is around us, I think we're going to be experiencing that. And that, you know, like you said, bring it down. Like you're really excited and happy. And there are others that are just like, especially perhaps older generations where it's like, really? I mean, I feel for them. I have a shit ton of compassion. They've been around for a long, long time. So they're knowing their whole life experience revolves around that framework. But also I think, you know, like there's a part of me that's like, bring it down, bring it down. Mm-hmm. There's another part of me that's like, well, there were nice, and we've discussed this in previous episodes, there were nice bits in it and mm. I'd like to revisit those. But then I have to remind myself, were they actually nice or were they just a relief? Because I do think that there's a difference. Yeah. And I think in 3D separation, definitely for me, there was a difference between this is actually a nice moment, which was full of love, which I can still have now. Or was it just a relief from the shit of 3D? Because sometimes getting that, you know, getting that nice experience, whatever it was, getting the job, getting the text, getting the guy, getting the, you know, the house was just a relief. Oh, okay, I'm doing good. Maybe I am good enough after all. Well, there's the predictability that offered the safety, Mm. right? Yeah. But almost now when I try and even re-enter those moments, right? Mm -hmm. Or I try and recreate or revisit things that worked for me in 3D, it just doesn't feel the same. No. It no, wouldn't. It, it can't. It literally cannot. I'm just like, well, I'm a different person. This doesn't work for me anymore. As we discussed in the previous episode, vibrationally, it is not possible. 
because mm. you cannot bring your vibration down once it is fully raised like that. Mm. So you really cannot go home again. And so I have compassion for those who just struggle with that. They're not necessarily changing their lives. Their lives have just kind of, the rug just kind of got pulled out from under them. Mm. and But they're still standing. But it doesn't mm. mean that they're enjoying it. They'll get used to it and adapt and eventually kind of come in to see that that enables more possibilities. Like, oh, wait. No, it's not easy. No, no. I mean, as I said earlier in the episode, when there's the emptiness, we want to fill it. Yeah. And we want to fill it with what we know. Yeah. But there is one thing that we do know, whether it is something we are fully conscious of or that's at the forefront of our minds, or if it's something that we just have a sense of, but we have never been able to put into words, which is we know love. Mm. We know the divine. In drawing upon that, we will always feel as if we're in the heart of the familiar. Mm. And so it really is about grasping and holding on to those opportunities for love. And I'm not saying, you know, the the one night stand kind of brief love that'll give us that nice dopamine rush. In this case, we're looking for the larger love because this is about real maturity in that spiritual maturity sense. So it really is about finding the light and just holding on to it. And holding it so others can see it. Isn't that what love is? Shining yes. a light for others to see? Exactly. Because this year, 2022, is really going to be, it's the year that marks our move out of our childhood home for good. And it's not as if we'll ever be able to go home again, not to that feeling or that place of familiar. And so for some who are very sensitive, that's going to be quite difficult. For others, it'll be like, oh, I've been living my whole life for this. I mean, to really allow for all the possibilities is not necessarily easy for those who've just lived by the rules. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.